0: Hi everyone, I'm Tom Jenkins, Fire Chief with the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and the IASC President in 2017 to 2018.
1: And I'm Sheldon Gilbert, former Fire Chief of the Alameda County, California Fire Department, and now Chief Executive Officer of Emergency Services Consulting International, or as we like to go by, ESCI.
0: And this is the i Chiefs Podcast. If you're searching for new ideas, looking to improve your leadership skills, and wanting to make a difference within your organization, this is the podcast for you.
1: We encourage you to join us as we engage with fire service leaders who discuss the challenges and opportunities facing you and your agency.
0: In today's world, we are realizing an incredible expanse of available data and the ever-increasing data collection points. The fire service has traditionally collected data Just to report incident type and services provided, but industry experts recommend widening the scope. Why? Because your data tells a very important story. It encompasses the very essence of daily operations, community care, and financial resiliency. Public Consulting Group, PCG, aims to help fire leadership by providing intelligent, focused data analysis as an integral component to risk reduction strategies and overall public safety standards improvements that has a positive impact on communities and the organizations serving them. I'm Tom Jenkins, your host for this very important episode of the iCheese podcast series where I'm joined By two colleagues that represent subject matter experts, if they don't mind me calling them that, in data analytics and and what numbers and outputs can really mean to departments and the outcomes that we want for our citizens. My first guest is uh, retired Chief Charlie Curley, who is a 38-year veteran of the job, having served as a public safety leader for two cities for over 20 years, and that included a stint at the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. Joining him is Luke Tafuri, and Luke Tafuri is a consultant with PCG. In their Austin, Texas office, He's has he has a vast array of experience in projects around the country that support emergency medical service providers in areas like revenue maximization, cost reporting, and data analytics. So, gentlemen, welcome to the iChiefs podcast series. Good morning, Chief, and thanks, thanks for
1: having, for
0: having us. us. Well, we're we're honored. And 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 when I talk to colleagues, when I talk to fire chiefs, what what I've noticed just in my career is that fire chiefs today, even though we kind of always get a little allergic to things like technology and data, that your average fire chief today, more and more, and that's the anecdotal. But more and more, they understand that these numbers and the, the ability to look inside our organizations and understand what we're doing, when we're doing it, and all the things that you all do for PCG is, is just so important. And so I think this is a very essential topic for our listeners out there that are downloading this podcast. Appreciate you being with us today. Uh, you know, Charlie, you're a 38-year veteran of the fire service, and there's no doubt in, in that almost four decades of time, you saw a lot of changes and just the reputation data had in fire stations, at the kitchen table. So in your time and your experience, what what have you seen there about data and how it can impact
1: our business? You know, it's, it's been an incredible journey. It really has. Because I came into the fire service in the late 70s, and, of course, you know, that, that was right after uh, America Burning was published and, uh, you know, Nixon commissioned uh, the study that ultimately led to the report of America Burning. And that is where the the, the importance of data collection, uh, not just on a local level, but really on a national level, started to take its grassroots efforts. And, you know, when first first started <clears> – <throat> Um, I can remember being a young firefighter, and we would literally sit in the kitchen uh, at the end of the year with the log books from, from the the previous year, and we would sit and count the different types of incidents. And so, you know, fast forward to uh, 20, uh, 2021 and the methods for collecting data and the importance of it, it just cannot be, it can't be overstated. It It is so important for us as, as leaders in the fire service to be able to look at this information and use it in the context that really drives our organizations. It's a budget tool, it's a it's a management tool, it's an operations tool. Data is absolutely critical to everything we do in the modern day fire service. Well, that's cool. I think it's it's always neat to talk to veterans
0: of this business who have kind of seen that evolution. You know, you go from sitting around a kitchen table counting things out of a logbook to The analytics and the ability to, you know, harness computers to help, you know, gain some insight that we have today. I think that's that's a cool journey. Uh, One of the things I always hear, Luke, is, yeah, it's these are conversations that need to be taking place. And and Luke, one of the things I I wanted to ask you, as somebody who has experience all across the country, looking at at not just numbers, right, but you're talking about. Some of the, the the heavy some of the heavy hitters of public safety data and that's in e m s revenue and and cost reporting and dealing with um you know federal level requirements for that i'm I'm curious you always hear about you know uh you know you get good data in you get good data out you get bad data in you get bad data out when when you think of what what is clean data I mean what 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 does that mean to providers and what should we be talking and learning about in regards to making sure that the data that we utilize is, is good and appropriate and clean. as they say.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, when you look at data, I mean, regardless of it's, you know, whether it's expenditure data, you're looking at um, billing data, CAD data, kind of running the gamut, you really do see a pretty large variety. I mean, obviously a lot of those, a lot of that depends on, you know, what vendor you use. I know a lot of folks use different vendors and stuff like that, and that results in different types of data. Um, another, another thing that you'll see is, you know, you'll have folks will, will have, maybe they'll have a, a file type, you know, the, the most common ones typically are going to be a, a PDF or an Excel version of the files. Um, and, you know, typically when you, when you were trying to look through data and analyze it and, and try to do it as efficiently as possible, you're going to want to have it in, um, kind of a more hand, like more, I guess, would say on the Excel side, you know, that, that is probably the easiest way to be able to review your data you can easily filter and sort and, and kind of go through um, a lot of those tasks, you know, quite easily in, in the Excel format. Whereas in the PDF side, it's not as intuitive. It's, it's not as easy to, to comb through everything. Um, and, you know, and there's even some folks that I've seen still to this day where they're, they're going through kind of what Charlie was referencing and you're coming, you're kind of, you're coming through and say, okay, here's this type of call. Here's this type of call. And, and, the, and the cat did, which, you know, obviously isn't the most efficient thing to do. Um, and, you know, I think when it comes down to getting, you know, clean data, you want to make sure it's all, you know, in the same same format um, and all structured, typically, you know, stacked on top of each other. You know, the, the data is kind of jumbled and makes – it adds to the complexity of, of looking through it. Um, I, I think a lot of it does come down also to how different organizations are structured. Um, you know, some folks – if they're just, you know, say they're just uh, an EMS agency, right, their, their data is going to be a lot easier to go through because it's not nearly as complex. They're going to have just kind of one, one type of organization, whereas you could have, like most agencies are going to be shared um, and do fire and EMS calls, which, again, adds to the complexity. Some will be publicly safety-based, and they might also include some form of, uh, you know, the, the police calls kind of coming into, into your, your data as well. So it's kind of kind of runs the gamut as far as the different uh, types of data you'll get, um, but I, I think the most important things, like I was saying, are just being able to utilize data efficiently, and that really comes down to the format you have and then the detail um, you're tracking it with. Um, ideally, the more detail, the better. Uh, if you you know, it, it, there's no one's ever complained about having too much data. Um, where you run into issues is when there's there's too little.
0: So in your experience, uh, I, I don't know any fire chief off the top of my head who says, "Oh, our records management system is so superb, and our CAD system is so superb, and I can get everything I want to do." You know, financial reporting. Maybe if they're doing EMS billing, I mean, it always seems like there's gremlins and just what seems like unnecessary complexity with these. What what do you see in your uh, time, you know, visiting different departments in all corners of the country? What do you see as the biggest challenges out there regarding, you know, CAD, data analysis, and just getting those things aligned to to what you need in terms of financial reporting and budgets?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the first one that, that jumps off the page is just honestly being able to pull the data. A lot of times – and I know that sounds kind of um, – you know, basic, but a lot of times there's instances where we'll, we'll, we'll go to uh, a department and <clears throat> we'll be trying to look at, you know, we'll ask for certain certain types of information and, you know, based on the system they utilize or, you know, how it was stored, the data, really, y- it, you can't get it out of the, out of the system and, and easily utilize it, which if that's the case, then it becomes kind of hard, again, to one, to, to even utilize the data and two, to, um, you know, to, to give any you know any recommendations going forward um but you know as far as cad goes i think the most the most important thing there is just to have the consistency of and and make sure you have all of the you know the relevant fields you're going to want to look at right there's going to be um you're going to want to know what the description is when you know dispatch clear time on um, the call number and stuff like that, and obviously there, there could be more detail to it. But at the bare minimum, that's what you're going to want to see. Um, and you know, in some, again, in some cases, it's really kind of kind of convoluted when you're looking at the data. I'd be like, I'm not really sure exactly what is in here, and I'm not sure if it's even you know coded, you know, it's even even flowing correctly. So that's like the worst case scenario that you'll see. Um, most most folks at least have uh, you know a bare bare bones on the on the CAD uh, in that respect. And the other the other data that I, I find um, is pretty commonly either not tracked or and again this might be down to uh, each municipality, but um, is depreciation uh, and then and that's when you're you're looking at you know large assets like a building or, or an ambulance or a fire engine that just typically isn't tracked. But I think it's good to track to know uh, you know when you're going to replace an asset and also for cost reporting purposes, it's good to have that information to be able to include assets that were purchased. You know, 20 years ago, still has a portion of those costs in the, in the report.
0: So, Charlie, one of the uh, – and, and, Luke, I appreciate that response. And you said something that I know personally I've encountered. And you said, you know, one of the challenges is getting – you know that these computers have the information and just getting it out. That that, that How do you extract uh, that kind of information? And so one of, the, one of the things I was curious about, Charlie, in your time on the job was – what kind of success stories or or what is your opinion even about linking performance metrics linking outcomes to data in our fire departments what what do you see there that works or that we should stay away from
1: tom that that's an that's an excellent question and I'm so glad you asked it in that manner you you said the key word there, and that is outcomes you know a lot of departments for many years you know, they would simply uh, put together, you know, a fire chief has to attend city council meetings a couple times a month. And invariably, once a month, the fire chief's going to have to go before the city council and report on, you know, how many calls you had and what type and uh, just kind of some of that real basic rudimentary information. But really what we need to, in the modern fire service, what our focus needs to be is what are our desired outcomes? If you're getting ready for an ISO rating, your data management has to be able to tell you a story about, you know, is the dispatch center you're using, are they answering the calls in accordance with NFPA standards? Because let's say that's what ISO is using. That's what they're looking at. So you need to make sure that that they're answering the call and processing the call and dispatching in the call uh, in a timely manner. And then you want to make sure that your folks in the firehouse are meeting their turnout times, whether it's for an EMS call or for a rescue or structure fire, no matter what it is, those those times are critical. Uh, my partner and I did a, uh, we did a study for a department in Utah, and one of the things that happened was uh, when we asked for the CAD information when we got it, we ended up having to dump like 33% of the data that we had collected because they had, they were very inefficient about making sure that they were tracking their times. And so we simply couldn't use over a third of the data that we had been given because it was incomplete. And so, you know, you you've got to tie your data into – What are the desired outcomes that you want to achieve? And that's going to help you establish your goals and objectives for the year or the two-year or the five-year process, whatever uh, whatever your budget cycle is, because all of those things come together. You know, your budget's a management tool. Your data collection is a management tool. And it's all going to be hinged on outcomes. And so once you know what your desired outcomes are, then you can start to build those essential building blocks and have your data port the things you wanted to report in the manner in which you need to report it for the elected officials. And that's what's critical. Oh, well, you said something
0: that reminded me of Dr. Lori Moore Merrill um, and I loved it and I've, I've stolen it and used it before. Is You said, does your data tell your story? And, you know, we're in the fire service. I think we got away with using anecdotal information to, whether it was a budget presentation, who knows what the theater was. But, you know, I think we're forced today more than ever with the scrutiny surrounding even local government to make sure that whatever we're advocating for, whatever we're requesting is backed up by numbers and outputs in, in, in hopes that we can change those outcomes. So I, I love that you use that line. Uh, okay, I want to talk uh, for a second, Luke, about integration. Um, you've traveled, you've seen uh, a lot of different agencies, and that's a unique perspective that I think our listeners will appreciate because if you've only seen one fire department or one fire and EMS department, then you've only seen one, and there's a lot of information and a lot of best practices that comes with just that experience and seeing other cool things out there. So knowing that, as uh, as was mentioned earlier, sometimes it's just hard to get data out of, you know, these computers that you know it resides in, what do you see as a best practice when it comes to integrating all the data elements we have at our disposal, GIS, records management, ambulance billing? I mean, what what do you see out there that would be good for our listeners to be aware of and know about?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it definitely, definitely is a challenge. You know, not, not every system that you're going to utilize is going to, Seamlessly integrate with others. Obviously, some are better than others, um, and you know maybe they're maybe they're built that way. Maybe they maybe they're made by the same vendor, but um, not not always is that the case. Um, you know, I think the most <clears throat> the most beneficial um, parts of integration, and I think most departments do do this. Um, you know, would be would be integrating your specifically your your calls to your GIS system and. And the reason that I think that is really a helpful tool is you, you can look at it, uh, you know, if you look at a map, right, and you're saying, hey, there, there's way more calls now in this part of our, our service area. Maybe we should look into, um, you know, maybe putting a new building in that, in that area, a new, new, new depart, uh, fire department building. Um, I, I think that is a really good tool because it kind of what we were talking about earlier about the data and presenting a story if you can present a story and say, hey, the volume of, of calls we're, we're getting uh, are drastically increasing based on um, our CAD and, and it has the location of where, where the calls are coming from.
0: Uh, Charlie, a lot of our fire departments that are that are out there listening to this, and we have to face it, they use, you used the word rudimentary earlier, that I think a lot of fire departments, this is a little bit of an archaic profession in many ways, that at best, a lot of fire departments have some basis of what they do. They're counting some number of things. They're using uh, computerized records management. But uh, I I think there is shockingly few of them that are really diving in to analyzing their data, to maybe even having an analyst on staff or having an an analytical computer program that can help understand their performance in in different areas and, and that sort of thing. So, for our listeners out there that maybe want to take another step forward, that are interested in taking their fire department from, you know, junior varsity to varsity, let's say, what what do you think that first step is for them if, if you have those listeners out there that want to do that? What would you recommend?
1: That's a great question, Tom, and here's what I'd recommend. First step is, you know, the fire chief should get together with his senior staff, the chief officers, uh, even down to the captain level, perhaps, because, you know, there's a lot of what goes on is at that end-user level, and that's going to be important for the company officers. And so you want to decide what exactly, what information exactly you want to capture, what's important. Now, that's going to come down from the policymakers, possibly the city manager. If you're a district, it's going to come from the board. And so what information is it that's important? We just finished a, a project in Texas. And with this particular city, one of the key performance indicators for the fire department was tracking how many smoke detectors they were installing. This was something that they included in their annual report, and it was something that every one of their city council members wanted monthly updates on. Okay, that's the key performance indicator. So let's, you know, we have to tie our data collection to that concept right there. What are the key performance indicators? What do we want our data to tell us? Compile your senior staff. Come up with that. Get the information from the policymakers and make sure that that's integrated. The next step is look at your existing records management system. Is it meeting your needs? As you indicated earlier, Dr. Lori Mori. Gotta love her. She's a great friend. Known her for many, many, many years. And you're you're absolutely right. She's brilliant. What is your what story is your data telling? If you've got a record management system, and I've experienced this, if you've got a record management system that isn't giving you the information you want or you can't extract it in the manner in which you need to report on, then that's not an effective tool. So if you're going to replace that, and let's face it, that's expensive, but if you're going to replace your RMS, make sure that when you're shopping that you're doing your homework, that your RMS – the RMS uh, programs that you're looking at have the ability to uh, provide you the data that you want based on your key performance indicators and based on the information that the elected officials want to see. That's what's important. The tool has to be able to work for you. If you're trying to, to put this thing together with bubble gum and bailing wire and figure out how to make it work, at some point in time, you got to say to yourself, "Okay, this is an ineffective tool. It's not cost effective. It's it's a hindrance to our operation. We got to get rid of it." And then you're going to bring in a new program. And if that's the case, do your homework. And no matter whether it's a small rural department or a large metropolitan department, data is essential. Um, you know, Tom. Let's face it. One of the worst experiences as fire service leaders that any of us can undergo is a serious injury or, God forbid, a line of duty death. And uh, I had a, a, a firefighter in, in my department in Connecticut who died while on duty. And when the when the OSHA folks show up, when the International Association of Firefighters uh, Health and Safety Section, when those folks show up, you know, they're going to ask you some real basic questions. We want to see training records. We want to see the performance records. They want to see everything. And if you're doing an ineffective job at collecting data, that's going to hurt you. That's going to work against you. Not only have you already uh, experienced a tragedy in your organization, your family, but if that can be compounded considerably, if you're not providing effective records management and tracking performance in training certifications, all of those different things are critical. So Your your RMS has to be able to provide you the data that you need, and you've got to be able to take that data, extract it, and put it in usable context to provide to the citizens and the policymakers and any regulatory agencies that may be coming in and taking a look at your organization.
0: Today, we've been visiting with Chief Charlie Hurley a 38-year veteran of the fire service, and Luke Tafuri, both of them working for the public consulting group, PCG, trying to help fire departments use data to share their story, to obtain the resources they need to do their job. I have no doubt, gentlemen, that our viewers have gleaned a lot from you. Thank you so much for visiting with me today. Well, we appreciate our guest today, and I would encourage our listeners that when you need information about these kinds of topics, data, Analysis and how to be more resourceful within your fire department, always visit the IAFC website at iafc.org for information. Coming up in future podcasts, we will be visiting with uh, members of our Wildland Fire Policy Committee on the important topics of wildfire, including our three Wildland Mitigation Award winners. So stay tuned for future information from the I-Chief's podcast series. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this iCheese podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Spotify, where you can subscribe and be sure to never miss
1: a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you rating us on iTunes, or you could simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out, too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next month.